the Into the Void podcast with your host, Sammy Starr. Step into the void. First of all, I want to thank everybody for coming on to Into the Void. We have a very special guest onto this show. Uh, I'm going to let him do the honors and introduce himself. Hi, my name's Tyndall. You can call me Mark if you would prefer. I'm from the band To Kill Achilles. You guys have been making music, I want to say since 2013, and that's kind of going back a bit. We started with Existence, then we went on to Something to Remember Me By back in 2021. While these two albums kind of talk about some pretty dark themes, we're talking about dealing with grief. We come to recovery, which in many ways is about coming to the other side of that. It's 2023 now and you have the time to kind of reflect on your time so far on your career as musicians what fuels you guys to keep doing what you guys do as a band a really good question <laughs> honestly <I try. laughs> yeah well done well done honestly to try and sound as least pretentious as possible so take everything i say with a grain of salt we don't think we're cool um <laughs> When we first started this band, literally everyone in the band is, we're just best friends. They Mm -hmm. they are the best people in my life. I owe my entire life to them and they're great. I think they would all say the same about every other member, right? So when we Mm -hmm. first started, we're just a group of friends playing playing some riffs and it was fun. As we grew older together, kind of formed quite a solid support network between ourselves and like became the people who keep each other going, right? Then when we released something to remember me by that, that record is almost like a form of therapy for us. It was as we grew older, as responsibilities kicked up, as we lost people, as just as life progressed, uh, we found that it can be quite scary, you know, and having an outlet to basically express ourselves in music and talk about all these things that you kind of hold in as a person. And just put it out there and be like, this is how we feel and this is how we are and this is who we are. And it's a vulnerability, but it doesn't mean that it is vulnerable to do. It's quite an empowering thing to just be open and honest with the world. So what keeps us going as musicians, because you're right, we've been at it for a while. It's honestly, it's because without it, I don't think we'd be healthy people. I I think it is such a form of therapy for us to to be able to, to talk about everything that maybe we wouldn't in day to day life. And it's it's just such an important thing in all of our lives. No, I definitely feel that with, especially with recovery, the therapeutic uh, and empowering aspect of it, there is uh, almost like a sense of letting go of a lot of the things that were holding you guys back. And I feel like there's another chapter that's opening up for you guys now that that kind of chapter has been somewhat closed but we'll get into that within the other questions within the two to three albums instrumentally there's a lot of I want to say there's a lot of fiery energy behind a lot of the pain and the grief that's going on behind the scenes especially vocally like I said within the first two albums and now with recovery there's a lot of different change of pace here and it seems like instrumentally like we said, there's a lot that's being dealt with here in terms of not only coming to terms with a lot of the sadness, but 
a lot of the memories and a lot of the things that you've dealt with in the past. You were talking about therapy and how this was empowering for you. How is this different for you instrumentally as opposed to the last two albums that you worked on? Yeah, instrumentally, we take a lot of influence from quite a lot of different styles of music and stuff. We we kind of call this our punk album. Nice. Whereas before, we had a lot more metal tropes. It builds to a breakdown or something. Mm. Kind of kind of took that out and, and relied more on like the storytelling nature. Like the lyrics are so conversational. They're so about exact moments in time that the songs are almost more stripped back and it's just like a punk track, you know, like a rock track. But we add a lot more synth elements and stuff as well in this record. I, I can't tell you how many conversations we had when we were producing the record about how that specific keyboard sound didn't make me feel sad enough. Do you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. stuff like that. We moved away from writing stuff specifically on guitars and it trying to be an energetic thing that's like heavy and moved more into the aspect of we're telling stories here. Let's let the instruments tell stories as well. Funny that you brought up telling stories because I felt like I'm glad that you brought that up because I did feel like a lot of these songs were conversational and they did feel like they were stories. Like you said, we're dealing with a lot of deep themes here, a lot of raw honesty to the point where it felt like at times it was almost uncomfortable to kind of talk about. We get like these songs like The Cave, where it feels like we're being brave enough to talk about these things like depression and how hard it is to come out and say that I'm feeling these things, but I need your help too, to kind of help me out of that. And not a lot of people will come out and say that I need that help too, to songs that are very vulnerable, like I'm an addict or 15 years, they feel very conversational and they feel very vulnerable and they feel very raw in the sense of you're talking about a lot of things that have happened to you in your life. But we're not just sitting here, just listening to poetic lyricism, if that makes sense. I actually, I have a funny, oh, I say funny, uh, I have a thing about this. It's it's often quite, quite polarizing. So I enjoy that. I have two like comments on what I do as a lyricist. I only ever get two. And they're the exact same thing, but one of them's positive and one of them's negative. So some people tell me that the lyrics that I write are very straightforward they're very Mm -hmm. just like exactly that it's telling an exact story of how i felt at a point in my life and it's almost like journaling right right and some people tell me that they think that's a positive because it opens up other people to have felt that way and to understand that you know other people can feel the same and it's not shrouded in metaphor and shrouded in this poetic techniques that distract you you know exactly what's going on But I also get a weakness where people say it's so personal and it's so straightforward that you can't just ignore what your meaning is and that I should use more metaphor and stuff. So I totally understand. It is exactly that. A lot of the stories, well, actually everything that we've ever written is biographical. Mm -hmm. So everything that you hear has happened to mostly me, some the other guys. I feel like that's a strength in the record where it is very straightforward, where you can't hide behind metaphors. And I think the scary part is opening up lyrically to the point where 
like I said, you can't run away from these things and you have to deal with these things head on. So I think that's what makes you guys very different from a lot of other bands is that you are dealing with these things head on and you're tackling a lot of these things where most people would want to shroud these things in metaphor and have you kind of figure out these things for yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I really appreciate you saying that because I, I think the the main reason of why our lyrical content is the way that it is. So basically, I, I have a I have a pretty bad thing with anxiety. I'm not not overly depressed anymore, which is good. But anxiety is is pretty kicker for me. I I have a massive fear of death that's going to happen instantly, and I'm constantly thinking about it at all times, and it stresses me out beyond belief. And it only happened when I turned 27. So I had 27 years of no mental health problems whatsoever. And then bang, everything hit and I was crippled by it. The reason that we do what we do and the reason the lyrics are the way they are is because I genuinely, in the first year of experience and everything that happened to me, I had no idea that anyone else felt like this. I had no idea that this was possible. I had no idea that anxiety could create physical pains in your body. So I thought I was having heart attacks daily because of the heart palpitations that I was getting and stuff and the sweating and the cold sweats of panic attacks. And I didn't know that any other person had ever experienced that. So the reason that we're so straightforward with it is because at that moment in time, I needed to know that someone else had felt the same so that I knew that if someone else had got through it, I could get through it too. Whereas if I had to find my own meaning, it just wouldn't help me in the moment that I needed help. Does that make sense? Yes. Most definitely. I think that carries into our next question, or I guess you can further develop on that. What was a unique takeaway from all this that you didn't get from the last two releases? Recovery for me is the most important thing I've done as a person because it is a promise to myself, to my friends and to my family that I am going to get better. The last record in Something to Remember Me By, if you follow the entire story, it's incredibly sad. It's all about the things that were happening at that moment and uh, the loss of control and me not understanding what was happening to me. Of course. And in the end, the story ends badly. You know, like uh, someone can't live with it and so they don't, right? Mm -hmm. Recovery is almost like the antithesis of that. It's the exact polar opposite. It's been like five years now since I got diagnosed with like anxiety and stuff mm -hmm. and and I've found little coping mechanisms and I've found ways to take control of my life and feel better and be able to to do things and listening to this record it's beautiful to look back and and go these are the things that I believe are wrong with me but I can now acknowledge them I can now work on them and I know that there is hope for me to get past what I believe you know no I definitely feel that with this record and also I want to personally congratulate you for getting past these fears and finally being able to recognize a lot of these things and becoming a better person within yourself being able to fight those things and seeing that there's light beyond all that darkness that you were feeling in the last two albums it's always great to see people seeing positivity and seeing that there's light at the end of that tunnel yeah. Well, thank you very much. That's really kind of you. And also, I, I would say that, like, I'm, I'm very aware and always have been aware that I'm, I'm an extremely lucky person, right? I get to do things that a lot of other people don't get to do. 
as a guy who just shouts in a band, I'm not, not overly talented in that case. I just shout really loudly. That is my style. Mm-hmm. And I have this platform to be able to tell people how I feel. And it not only vents for me, but I've had a certain people tell me that hearing what I've had to say has made them feel better. And that that to me is a beautiful, massive privilege to be a part of. And it kind of almost gives me purpose. So I think a lot of the things that got me through the issues that I had actually came from airing my issues. And I, I would highly recommend to anyone who's ever felt anything like that. It's like, once you open the conversation, once you open the book, a lot changes. Uh, I'm like living proof of that. In what ways is this closing a chapter and opening up another for the band as a whole? In terms of like what the sound of the record and the sound of the band is, Mm -hmm. I I think we're always going to change each record. We're going to adapt slightly, but I feel like I'm going to try and focus more on positivity instead of negativity. I want to be like, I, I, I feel like something to remember me by is a difficult record to listen to. You said at the start of this that even in moments in recovery, there's there's some moments that are uncomfortable. I know that there's one song on there that I actually physically can't listen to. It's too heartbreaking for me to deal with. Mm-hmm. So I'm not there yet. It's a process of recovery and I've not got there yet. But I think in the future, there's going to be a lot more hope a lot more happiness and in terms of style of music like we we just discovered that kieran the drummer can sing beautifully so that's that's exciting so that is exciting that opens the door to be able to to do the big sing-alongs that i never thought we would do because my singing voice is terrible (laughs) (laughs) so it just feels like everything's going to take more of a positive uh, outlook we'll always be an emotional band I'm always mm-hmm. going to talk about stuff that that we've gone through as people. It will always be what it is, but I feel like it's kind of more zoned in to feel like, yes, it's an emotional impact, but you can also just listen to it and enjoy it as a song. Whereas I feel like on the last couple of records, it was so focused on the emotion that mm-hmm. sometimes you lost the song, if that makes sense. Right. I definitely felt the push and pull within this record. It was more positive than negative. I definitely will say for sure compared to the last two albums, but there is definitely this push and pull of wanting to get past that darkness. But eventually we do get past that towards the end of the album and saying, I'm not there yet, but I know I'm going to be okay. And I think that's, the very real aspect of this record of recovery of not putting on a brave face and saying, you know what, everything's all right with the world. I'm just going to be <laughs> fine. And that's it. Like, no, that's, that's not the point of this record. I think it's saying that I recognize all these things, this, that, and the third, I know I have to deal with these issues, but I know at the end of it, I'm going to be all right. That's what I really loved about this record, especially like I said, songs like The Cave and 15 Years and, you know, so on and so forth. They're very conversational and they're very relatable in a lot of ways. I'm really glad that you got that. And and that I would say as well is is such an important thing. I've said this for a while now and I hope it doesn't come across as bad, but I feel like maybe the majority of people, not the majority of people, but the majority of people who talk about things like depression in music and stuff, Mm -hmm. they focus so entirely on living in the depression, right? And like the goal is always to get better. Like no one wants to be depressed or feel anxious or or 
be unhealthy in any way. But I feel like there's not been too much of a push to say like, we need to get better. Let's talk about how that's difficult. And let's talk about how it's also a possibility. Do you know what I mean? Of course. And, and instead of focusing on, oh my God, I feel like shit. It's got to be, oh, I feel terrible, but I can still feel. And, and I know that I'll feel better. And I know that I have a support network around. And I know that bad things happen, but life is like a wave, you know, and you'll get to the top and you'll feel great and you will crash down. It will happen. But the only place to go from when you go down is right back up. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like a cyclical thing. And there is always going to be this ebb and flow. And that's why the record was designed to kind of, it kind of goes up, then really takes a dive, then kind of goes back up again. Because that's that's the reality of, of how my life goes. And I think how everyone's life goes. No, I definitely agree. There's a line that stands out in 15 years for me where I grew up to be kind. I think I even wrote it in my journal as like, I have a journal where I write down lyrics that stand out to me from songs. I was like, that that hits you. Like, it's very subtle, but it hits you in so many ways where you don't have to really say much to really understand the content of what that means yeah and funnily enough that my favorite lyric in that song is that and the one after it because the line the line is i guess i grew up to be kind i guess i grew up to be someone that i really like exactly it's such such a beautiful thing to be able to i think as people we'll always judge ourselves in a negative light you know i'm human i'll look in the mirror and i see the bad things first and then the good things second i think it's an incredibly helpful and and healthy thing to now and again just allow yourself to look at the good because there's a lot of good in everyone, you know, and being able to say that to yourself is is a beautiful thing. Like I said, I've had troubles and, and, and life's been a bit weird and stuff, but I don't think I would change a single part of my journey. And I think I need to recognize that and be more thankful for that. You know what I mean? Most definitely. I will end this question on a happier note. What is going on with you guys for the rest of the year or the duration of this year? Any tours, anything great that you guys are going to be doing? We're right in the middle of sorting all that out right now, which means that I'm incredibly stressed and enjoying oh, every no. second. It's, <laughs> it's fine because the record's coming out, because we're building up momentum to release and, and hopefully people will get on board and enjoy the album and then there'll be want for us to be anywhere. So at this point, we're now talking to booking agents and planning out a touring schedule. So hopefully we'll be out and visiting as much of the world as we can. We've always been 100% into this for the idea of, like I said, we're we're just idiot best friends. That's all we are, right? And our favorite thing to do is go somewhere different and meet someone new and maybe get like the stupidest little culture shocks that I love. I was speaking to someone yesterday from uh, Toronto in Canada and he said that their milk comes in bags. And I was like, dude, what? And he's like, yeah, you have to like cut the corner of the bag of milk and pour it. And you have to get this little jug that you put it in. And I was like, you know, just buy it in jugs. He's like, no, no, always bagged. And I was like, that's weird. But I love that. And now I want to go to Toronto and look at his weird milk. And like, (laughs) it's just the idea of travel and meeting people. And like, I don't know what it is, but. I think we're all in this band obsessed with just seeing more of the world. I think we just think that people in general are just like exciting, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I could have a, an hour long conversation with you and I would find out a hundred things that I have never known before. And what's amazing about being in this band is that once we get out and touring, because the songs are so 
emotionally driven. The live show is quite emotionally driven and people will feel things. You will be standing in the room and you will, you're supposed to feel. But after it's done, that means that we all get to talk. We all get to open that out. It breaks down a barrier instantly. I've been vulnerable in front of you. Now you can be vulnerable in front of me. And bang, we're now best friends and can speak about all these mad things and we can feel like a cathartic release. So the rest of the year, sorry, I kind of went on a tangent there, but the rest of the year is get out and do that and speak to as many people as possible because the main reason we do this is because I've seen a lot of people who hold a lot in and it doesn't end well. And if we can be the people who get people talking, I'm in. Well, I'm definitely in as a fan. Like I said, I've been in since the first two albums. Well um, done, by the way. No one's been in since the first one. The first one's terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we could talk about that at a later time. I have different opinions. It's not terrible. It's anyway. Ch- it's a lot of children playing guitars <laughs> and we grew up. <laughs> I feel like there's a difference in saying a record is terrible and looking at it for what it was at the time that it yeah. was written. Absolutely. I guess in looking at it in terms of themes and seeing what you were going through at the time and kind of looking at it as a series, as a story, and then seeing it as like chapters, I think I've come to appreciate it more as something as more nuanced. I get why artists will say like something is bad, but then it's just like, for me I, as a fan, it's just like, no, it's not bad. You just no, got to look at it from a different perspective. Yeah, I love it. It reminds me of being 21. Right. <laughs> I, I do enjoy it. But like there's, there's bits where it goes to dubstep, man. What were we doing? Like, what, were, <laughs> what was that? Whose idea was that? And I know for a fact it was mine because I played keyboards at the time. And I was like, here, man, have you heard dubstep? It's really cool. Like. There's some things that are very of its time. You're correct. Right. I, I do just, still appreciate I feel like it. it's just very fun and you guys were just trying stuff out and stuff yeah. like that. And it's just a very, a very fun record of youth. I just kind of like to go back and listen to it and just feel the essence of just people having fun, going back and then listening to that, listening to the other record and then seeing where you guys are at now. It's just... It's a pleasure, one, to have you on the show and to see where you have come as an individual. I'm so proud of you guys. Thank you. Seeing where you guys are going to go after this, it's just a very exciting place for you guys to be at right now. Like I said, I'm kind of anxious now and again, so I'm scared because I don't know how people are going to react. But everyone that I've spoken to in in the last week has, has given me like really positive feedback and I'm excited about how things are going. And I personally, I I love it. It's my favorite thing I've ever done. And I did it with the best people I've ever met. Like I said, I'm insanely lucky. But at the same time, I'm waiting for the day it drops and someone goes, that sucks. And I'll ruin my day, but it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, be a little bit more easier on this guy on this guy when the record comes out. (laughs) If you think it sucks, just don't mm, say anything. (laughs) Yeah, if it's bad, just say like the other ones better that's fine i can take that i can just <laughs> i've got feelings i want to thank you mark for coming on to the show it was a pleasure talking to you for everybody that was listening to the show whether it was on youtube whether it's on spotify or any other streaming services that you guys choose to listen to the show on i appreciate you guys listening every week 
tune in next episode for my next guest and I'll see you guys pretty soon. Take care, guys. <laughs>